And good morning, Hoosier Nation. Welcome to a victorious edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Ohio State. Last night, your Indiana Hoosiers go on to have a fun game. Wasn't that fun? So much fun. Uh, And beat the number 13 ranked Ohio State Buckeyes 67-51 to in a game that if you look at the stat sheet, you know, Penn State was kind of the game where you looked at the stat sheet, you wondered uh, offensively, why did, why did this team lose? Uh, looked pretty good. This one, you could kind of look at it and go, uh, how did this team win when you look at the shooting numbers and everything? But uh, defense was the key. Uh, defense ratcheted down, uh, showed why we currently right now and Ken Palm have the best uh, defensive efficiency in the conference um, and, and what we can do and how defense is going to win a lot of games for this team. So uh, pretty good first half leading going into the half uh, up by three. And then a second half where started a little sketchy as well, but led to um, uh, a team that ratcheted down at, at the end of the game uh, when we only allowed six points by Ohio State, uh, two three-pointers in the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, and IU would finish on that 21-6 and six run in that game. Again, despite IU having a few woes here and there, uh, again, looking at the stat sheet, missing those bunnies again, 10 for 20 in layups and uh, 13% from three, but shows that defense is going to be the thing that that keeps this team together and keeps keeps us going and, and, and is going to get those wins for us this year. Um, right now, let me kick it to you. You can notice that t- today we have, uh, I guess, a repeat customer that we've had on here. Uh, you could call him, I guess, the Mr. Beast of IU basketball. Uh, I've got Martha, the mop lady, with me. Uh, Martha, uh, what do you think of the game? What were your thoughts overall of the IU's win last night? You know, I, I think with with uh, you, you know the coming off Sunday, certainly this game meant a lot for a lot of different reasons, and and certainly I think most specifically the trajectory of the season. Right, it, it could have gone one of two ways with a win or loss last night, and one that we really needed to have top fifteen opponent at home, really no resume wins. Uh, to date. So it, it, you know, you, you have an opportunity, right. To kind of write the ship after a loss and then get that signature win. And for me, I always, I always, you know, I don't know if it's the pessimist in me, but uh, you know, when we're playing a home game, when the students are gone against a top 15 opponent, I automatically have concern that we're going to come out flat and, and, and not play well. But uh, that was big last night um, for all the reasons I just mentioned. And I think it kind of puts the season back in a trajectory because you look at the landscape of college basketball. Nobody's really, you know, nobody's, you know, know, nobody's jumping out as, 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 you know, whether it's a conference or team specifically that, that they're the the conference to beat or the team to beat. So there's, there's a ton of opportunity. So a lot of season left and getting a win like that when we did, I think that everybody's feeling a lot better than they were Sunday. So. Um, exciting stuff. Yeah. And I think uh, it, Big Ten's already proven the way the Big Big Ten does. Um, anyone's beatable and anyone can lose against anyone. Um, I've, everyone thought Purdue was kind of the unfathomable top team and stuff. And then they go and have a struggle against Rutgers and have shown a few kinks as well in their game and everything. Um, Ohio State's up there, obviously, in this. And IU shows that it can ratchet down its defense and uh, hold them to low percentages and, and, and win the game. So um, it's going to be very exciting, a very exciting uh, a game to go. And um, the game did start a little little sketchy, a little bit of troubles, um, a little bit of hangover from the Penn State game. Obviously, the, one of the biggest criticisms being uh, IU's standing around on offense, not really uh, moving 
it's it's odd that we've got these great shooters and they seem to be just kind of planted on the outside when we when they're in there instead of moving around trying to get themselves open. Now it did change as the game went on and we had some great uh, pin down screens and, and and movement off the ball from uh, from Miller Cop and from um, from uh, Stewart as well that uh, opened their game a little bit more. But the game really kind of started pretty stagnant the way we've seen um, largest deficit was at the uh, 11 minute mark uh, in the first half. IU was down by eight and that quickly dwindled um, when something happened. Um, and that something is someone and that's Trey Galloway who we've been sorely missing throughout the things uh, throughout these games, his energy, his, his downhill ability and um, Ohio state would only lead by two for the rest of the game uh, twice in the first half. And then in the second half, they only led by one at one point, but um, Trey's obviously the big uh, storyline of this game, his comeback and everything like that. Talk about his game and, and what you saw from him and how, how meaningful he is obviously for this team. Yeah. I think that, I think slowly people are starting to, well, I, I don't, I don't want to say slow. I think, I think leading up to last night, people were slowly realizing how valuable a piece he is to this offense. And then last night, obviously it was magnified by his return. Um, but clearly, you know, I remember making comments, especially with the Syracuse loss, the Wisconsin loss, man, he's a guy we really could have used during those games. And even obviously with Penn state as well, he's just the guy that comes in and makes everybody else around him better. You know, he, he may not score a point, but he's making other people around him better. And I, I, to me, that's the sign of a true team player, a true, a true good basketball player, a coach's son. He comes in, he's constantly moving, he's constantly slashing, he's constantly getting to the basket and finding open people. Uh, it just seems like he inserts the game and positive things happen. Uh, and, and I think t- some people can take pause when when those comments were made leading up to last night because he's not you – know, you look at the box score and he's got you know 2.6 points, 8 points. You're like, well, that's not that impactful. That's not going to make that big of a difference, but it does. And I think people people are starting to see that. You take him out of the lineup for a while and then plug him back in when we need him, and um, you, you know you see the difference he makes. He makes it makes people around him a lot better. Um, so his – it couldn't have come at a better time. Um, so he, huge for us last night and, and the impact he had on the game. I think he finished with eight points, but uh, his impact was so much more than that, worth so much more than eight points. So super excited to have him back. Yeah, uh, 19 minutes is, is how much he finished playing with. Uh, had the most assists of the team with four assists. Um, I really tweeted out uh, in the middle of it when, when he went in there and you saw his immediate impact. The offense just opened up his movement, his ability to get downhill. Um, he didn't have as many of his lost moments that we've seen before and something that we complained about um, uh, Tamar and a couple of the other guys doing in the Penn State game where they drive and get in the air and get lost and not, not sure what to do with the ball. Right. That's something it's been been a criticism of Trey's game. Um, and and he, he did do some of those types of drives, but he just proves that he has more knowledge of where to where he wants to go with it and where uh, just everyone is. Uh, in in those in those circumstances, but uh, he needed all the minutes he could take. And obviously, uh, as they talked about in the post game, uh, Trey men, uh, Trace mentioned this. He put in the work when he was out. He didn't sit and mope about himself, um, pine about not being able to play. Um, he got with Cliff and became Cliff's best friend. And 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 Cliff challenged him to obviously stay in shape and and do the things he needed to do to stay out there. And um, uh, or to get back out there, and it showed. I mean, being able to take 19 minutes after being gone for almost two months um, and, and not f- seeming rusty at all 
there, there did not feel like there was any rust in his game at all because he had no turnovers as well, which which is pretty amazing for a guy that's been out for as long as he is. Now, a, a lineup that I actually liked, um, and I hope we see more. Uh, who knows? He may even insert himself into uh, the the starting lineup in this. Is I, I really like seeing lineups when you have one of either Cop or Miller in there, or, or and um, Miller Cop, either Cop or Stewart in there. Um, with Trey, uh, because I think with those guys, the way they've stand around now, again, they changed that in the second half and, and were a lot more mobile. Um, and I think a lot of that was due to Trey. I think Trey, Trey's energy, uh, got them moving and, and might be even a little bit of a, uh, a bench motivator that, uh, Hey, we got to get going. We got to step up our game or this guy's going to take our minutes, which I think he will. And I hope he does. Um, but I really like a lineup with, with Trey and one of those guys, um, what are your thoughts on that kind of lineup and, and, and overall to what you saw from Stewart and cop in this game? Yeah, I, I think that I, to your, to your question about, you, you know, Trey fitting in with, with whether it's Parker Stewart or Miller cop, I, I think he compliments both of them nicely. And I think there's some value having Trey available off, of, off the bench. Right. Um, you know, the spark plug, right? If, if, if we come out flat or come out in a situation where we need a jump start, he's the guy you bring off the bench and immediately make a difference. And I think there's also an argument to made, well, why don't we just start the game that way and plug him in as a you know starter if he's going to make the offense that much better? So I think you make a great point when you say maybe it challenges others to step up their play a little bit and realize, hey, this guy's this guy could be after our minutes. So, um, you know, because I think obviously we've got to see a an improvement out of the perimeter guys you look at the shooting last night you know uh miller two for six johnson one for seven stewart two for eight rob Finnessy one for six that's that's some pretty that's some pretty dreadful shooting right um and, and again it's not just about shooting obviously we played some lockdown defense um but you could also argue that a lot of that was down on the post and shutting down ej liddell and things like that and obviously um you know that was that was huge too but you know, my, my I tend to agree with you that hopefully this steps up the play of everybody else around him, right? They they see it as a challenge. They start to play a little bit better because we've seen them shoot the ball well. You know, Parker Stewart is a good three point shooter. Uh, you know, going one for five. I think he only, I can't remember how many he had against Penn State, but I know I I, I don't even know if it was one or two. I can't remember, but you know, he's been quiet for a little while, right? We've been quiet from from the three point range, so. And hopefully our perimeter players step it up a little bit. You know, maybe they see, like you said, that their minutes are at risk and this challenges everybody to be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other big challenge, speaking of challenges, we can. that's a perfect transition over into um, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, coach really challenged him after the Penn State game to kind of kick it in another gear. He needed to rebound it and everything and and – Trace even said in the post game he's he he feeds on that he he likes the relationship he, he likes the honesty that coach has with him, even though coach really kind of only hearkened on him on the rebounding standpoint of his game, um, which he did ramp up ended with twelve rebounds. Um, Trace said he he agreed or knew uh, about the un unstated or the, or the unsaid items that he needed to work on, and. Um, a few missed bunnies again from him and a couple guys underneath. That's um, a little disappointing between these last two games. Um, that and, and the three point shooting are probably are probably the the negatives that I take from it. That 
at least in a performance like this, when you can win against a top uh, 13 team and, and shoot like that, that that's still areas that can easily um, uh, do better on or, or, or get better. But the defensive side is repeatable, but um, good to see trace respond well to that criticism, uh, come out with a dominant game, come out with the energy um, speak on Trace's game and, and what you saw from him. Yeah, just huge. And I think just as, as impactful as he was on the offensive end, you look at, you, you know, the way the way we played defensively as well. I mean, you know, shutting down, I say shutting down, EJ Liddell ended with 11 points, but 11 points for EJ to Liddell, you take that every day of the week, right? I mean, he's a potential Big Ten player of the year candidate. And uh, he's a guy I thought would give us fits. And I think that the, the, the way we played defense down the post was significant. And Trace obviously had a huge impact on that. But, yeah, I think I think he took Coach Woodson's challenge, uh, stepped up his game with those 12 rebounds. He was solid from the free throw line, five of six, I believe. Uh, did miss some bunnies. But, y- y- you know, that I, I think you kind of accept that with everything else he gives you, you know, playing 27 minutes. And, and um, you know, I think he was – with, with you know who knows where we're at without him you hate to even think about that but he was obviously i think the most impactful player last night really nice to see him bounce back take that challenge not mope but just step up his game and 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 you know have a great bounce back performance from penn state yeah and uh ej's ej's numbers obviously down from what he's used to shooting and i think having not seen him play a lot this year and everything he he seems like he's a very versatile player obviously he can hit those threes when he's out there he kind of really really uses his size and speed to play kind of a form of like bully ball i saw a lot um when he's in the lane he just tries to kind of uh, be physical against guys um we had a great dig down by uh rob fennessy i love rob when he digs down like that and tied him up on that um and he just, he just, uh, even, even I think X had a mismatch on him at one point and drew a charge. Um, and Trace and Race and, and Jordan did a great job when they were defending him. They just didn't back off. And, and like we've seen a lot with Trace Jackson Davis, when he kind of plays against guys that are more physical or, or will match his physicality, um, it, it takes them off the game. And, and, and that's kind of, I believe, what they did with EJ in this game, just the physicality and the contact and, and what he was dealing with. Um, threw his shots off and you could kind of see a lot of his misses. He'd look over towards the refs, like thinking that he should have gotten a call there. And, and, and to me, that's in response to he's used to being the big guy and he's used to being the more physical guy and uh, playing the four like he does. He usually is matched up, probably a mismatch on a guy that's smaller than him weight and strength wise. And he's not used to having guys that are putting it back at him. And uh, great to see IU not shying away from that. Great to see the refs being Big Ten refs and not really inserting themselves as much as they could in this game. There were a few calls. But um, just overall, uh, great use of physicality but not fouling. And then on on the other end of that, too, IU, when they were fouled, uh, took care of business as well, shooting 83% from the field. And uh, just just great taking care of business the way they needed to from the line. Uh, Xavier Johnson finished with a plus minus the second tied on the team of 17, uh, three assists, one turnover, um, scored only two points in the game. Uh, really thought that um, he had a pretty good game. There was a little bit of concerning moment in the first half or excuse me the second half, start of the second half. He has these moments where he feels like he needs to insert himself and his, offense into the game and uh in the first 
three minutes of the second half, he took four shots himself, really kind of ill-advised shots, missed all of those. And then um, within the rest of the second half, he only took one shot. So then he, I think it quickly snipped, snapped himself out of it and, and realized he needed to be more of the distributor again. I don't know if that was a emphasis to try to draw some attention away from Trace Jackson Davis, but um, talk to me about what you saw from X last night. Yeah, I think I think the nail on the head when you made the comment that there are these spurts where he feel feels like he needs to insert his his offensive game, uh, you know, in, in into a situation. Uh, certainly, what it felt like, you know, sitting at home watching it on TV. It's like, okay, you know, get that out of your system and, and let's let's move <laughs> on. You know, obviously, we feel a lot different about it if he's making some of those shots, but mm-hmm. uh, far too often you're you're seeing you're seeing sequences like that where there's three or four misses bunched up together and. and or it's situations that you're like, you know, you're like that. That's not really the shot we need in that situation. We don't need a heat check three, you know, down down six. Let's run a little bit of offense. So, it's it's, it's situational awareness, right? I'm not saying we don't want him shooting the basketball or don't want, you know, you know, putting putting shots up. It's 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 just having a little bit better situational awareness. And I feel enlarged that it was a lot better last night. Outside of that little spurt to start the second half, I think everyone was like, here we go again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was a lot better. I think he's, 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 he, he's at his best. Like you mentioned when he's, when he's distributing the basketball, when he's leading the offense, when, you know, the offense comes to him a little bit, he's not forcing things, he's not forcing the offense, not forcing his shots. He's not, you know, there's a lot of times he tries to take the basketball to the hole and draw contact. And, and, but again, it's just, he, 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 sometimes you just leave your, you, you sit back and scratch your head and be like, that's, that probably really wasn't the moment to attempt something like that. So um, certainly the, I'm sure that the, the, the coaching staff is working with him on the, on that situational stuff and, and, you know, where he fits in within the offense. But I thought yesterday, especially after Penn state, Penn state was a, a rough game for a lot of guys. And I think last night overall, it was a, it was a bounce back game. just like it was for trace trace uh, was for, for Xavier Johnson as well. So I was really, really happy to see that. Yeah. The rest of the bench, um, came in and had uh, pretty pretty slim minutes beyond uh, Rob Fennessy. Uh, Michael Durr got in there for about six minutes. Jordan Geronimo got in there for 10. Um, and Tamar Bates got in there for four. Um, overall, I think uh, it's a pretty good play by those guys. Geronimo hit a pretty good timely uh, three-pointer. Uh, that'd be the uh, only basket he hit. He hit also a free throw at one of his free throws, uh, giving him four points. Um, Durr, didn't really have many minutes, obviously, with six in there. I, I was kind of hoping to see him a little more. Obviously, Trace kind of took over um, in the second half and didn't really need to be spelled as much uh, by him. But uh, I was looking forward to seeing our kind of, uh, if, if you want to kind of think NBA, our, our, our trade, offseason trade of uh, Durr and Brunk. I wanted to see them kind of go at each other a little bit more in this game because in, in my eyes, I think we got the, the, the higher end of that. Um, but Durr did pretty good in this game. Um, like I said, Jordan hit those shots. Tamar struggled a little bit, uh, proving again that this was a, a very defensive game and showing that that's kind of where his holes are right now. And I think uh, that coupled with just Trey being back and, and and how good he was out there, kind of what limited his minutes. But um, talk about those other uh, bench players, what what you thought and what you saw from them. Yeah, it was nice to see the bench. You know, you, you you look back at Penn State, and I think we had 12, 14 bench points, something like that. And I think nine nine or ten of those came from Rob Fennessy. So there wasn't um, 
you know, you didn't get a consistent, what, what felt like a consistent effort off the bench. Um, obviously inserting trace or excuse me, uh, Trey back into, um, the bench play coming off the bench. I think that was obviously significant, but, but yeah, just, you know, the balance off the bench was so much better last night. Um, I, you know, you, you bring up Joey Brunk and I had this feeling of dread. I'll always appreciate Joey Brunk and, and cheer for him when he's not playing IU, but the way he started the game with a couple buckets, a couple free throws and the chest pound, I'm like, here we go. Former guy comes into assembly hall. He's going to, you know, he's going to get his and be, you know, have a massive impact. And, and, um, but we were able to to, to kind of control him and, and kind of go at him really take that kind of, kind of punch him in the face a bit for the rest of the game. And yeah. um, so, you, you know, that, that being said, um, back to the point of the bench, I thought the bench was so much better last night, you, you know, just uh, the, the effort they gave. You know, one guy I still scratch my head about a little bit is, is just Tamar Bates. And I know he had some things go on, a uh, loss in his family and some personal, personal stuff go on. And, and so he's got a lot of going on. He's still a young kid, but you know, you just kind of still sit back and wonder, uh, you, you know, you, you just think there's going to be a Tamar Bates game, right? He's going to come in and, and, you know, because we've seen the glimpses of whether it was in the Bahamas or some of the early preseason games that that guy has a special talent. So you kind of keep waiting for that game and hope that it comes. But, you know, I think he only played six minutes, five or six minutes last night. Mm-hmm. So um, really a guy that you hope gets some some more opportunity moving forward. And even more importantly, on top of that, a guy that takes advantage of those opportunities and impacts the box score. Yeah, I think it's just that it's that freshman hump that he's still struggling with to get over and uh uh, it'll all click for him, I think, soon. And and obviously, defense is the way to get on the on the court uh, in this uh, Woodson uh, team. Um, speaking of Brunk as well, I have to apologize on Twitter and stuff. I got on it when I heard those boos and everything for Brunk at the free throw line and stuff. I was saying no excuse for that and everything. But then uh, people were quick to point out how much he was puffing puffing his chest and. Uh, this bumping and and actually you, some people are even saying talking a little smack to the IU bench at some point and everything. So yeah, you can, uh, that's all right. Yeah. I'm fine with the booze. Then at that point, if, if, if you're kind of coming in trying to gloat a little bit more and um, Trace Jackson Davis took care of that pretty, pretty well and, and, and slightly uh, feel bad for him to get embarrassed. Like he did obviously with the additional uh, out of bounds throw to the head um, situation was tough, but Trace, Trace kind of stated in that as well is that he's my brother. He'll always be my brother. Right. Uh, but when we're on the court, uh, we're not brothers. We're playing against each other and everything. And then after the game, I'll text him and we're brothers again. So great mentality last, to have and great, great way to have it as a fan. Like you said, cheer, cheer right. him on when and we're not playing. Him. Last night might be, you know, with, with that specific topic might be a, 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 a you know, a situation where we're glad the students weren't on campus because we thought the booze were present last night had they been there. Um, Because I'm with you in a sense, right? I think that, you know, if we're just booing him to boo him, you know, I I, I think it was, you know, you look back at when he left and I think had had some situations been different, he'd still still be with us or had some Mm -hmm. conversations gone a certain way. So you don't fault the guy for leaving. So... Uh, had, had we been booing him just to boo him, I think that's a little bit different. But it, to me, it kind of had a friendly banter to it, right? He's kind of giving us a little crap. We're giving him a little crap, and that's that, right? Had the students yeah. been there, I think it could have got a little nasty. It, it, it didn't. Right. 
it didn't, so it, it didn't have that nasty feel, right? Yeah, it, it didn't. It, it, they didn't. They didn't keep with it. And yeah, and exactly. I agree. Students being there would have been a little worse. I was probably worse as a student myself. <sighs> uh, they tend to lay on it a little thick. I kind of right. tend to remember a uh, chant earlier in the season when we played a team that uh, had a relation with uh, Trace Jackson Davis in situation. Yep. Uh, not going to bring it up fully, but the great, student section yeah, no, great example, great stuck, example. stuck with <laughs> a chant a little bit longer than they should have in that yes. game. Um, right. Yes. Yes. Not no, no room for that. But yeah, Brunk, Brunk left on good terms. Uh, it was a coaching change. You got to understand that. And uh, he went with a coach that he knew. Uh, Holtman uh, had had coached him before and had had uh, had a relationship there with him. So he went to a situation that that was right for him. And again, like I said, I I feel like we traded up better in that situation, especially with the uh, uh, physical condition of Brunk at the time of him leaving. He was very injury prone and had his back issues and everything like that. But good on him to see him get in there and get a few minutes and, and get going. And now, as always, when IU beats a good team, now I want this team to take off and become really good. And I want Brunk to have incredible games and EJ to have incredible games here on out because uh, that only means better things for us. Um, overall, looking at the stats of this game and turning to that situation, obviously I mentioned a little bit earlier that three-point shooting of uh, 13%, pretty abysmal, um, pretty bad. Uh, need to get that back up, um, getting Cop and uh, Stewart to shoot that a little bit better. They both kind of combined to be one for eight from behind the line. Not good at all. They need to at least make two or three more of those and, and be on an average clip of that. You think about adding that kind of points and everything, and it was really a crazy blowout against a 13 team, uh, even with the bad shooting and everything like that. Um, turnovers to assists looked great. Nine turnovers to uh, 14 assists. Uh, great play overall for that. Took care of the ball and everything. Uh, 13 fouls. Pretty good. Uh, Stewart being the only one in foul trouble with four. Um, any other stats that you look at when you look at this box score that you want to speak of? No, I think I think you you, you pretty much top them all. I think again to your point, you, you look at the three point shooting and and um, you know because we've got shooters, right? It's not a situation where we look at some of the you, you look at a couple of the years past and and you know you just ask yourself where the shooters are. You don't necessarily ask that question this year, so. Uh, you, you know, you you look at Penn State didn't shoot the the ball well from deep, and then you look again tonight. You, you start asking yourself, is this is this a situation where the offense isn't getting the guys enough clean looks? I don't know that that's necessarily the case. It seems like we're, again we're just not making making them. So, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, I think that Trace is a guy that excuse me Trey is a guy that can eventually have a positive impact on on three point shooting as well as we as we as we move forward a little bit getting some guys you know penetrating getting some guys some some cleaner looks you, you know maybe that has a positive impact but that's that's really an area as you mentioned that you really hope that we you know we take a a step in the right direction i you like to see the decent free throw shooting but again if you can just you know get guys like parker stewart hot from deep again, maybe Rob knocking down a couple more. I think you feel even better about this game and even better about the situation moving forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, like IU puts themselves up, uh, jumps in Ken Palm, I believe, to – let me see if I can bring it up as I mumble and speak about it uh, – jumps their defense up to number seven in the country and, and adjusted defense um, top of the Big Ten. It's just a, a – a repeatable resume, something that they're going to be able to do throughout this year and something that's obviously going to win us games. I mean, Ohio State going into this game averages 47% uh, shooting and we limit them to 30. Um, not many teams uh, have 
scored many baskets on us as well. Obviously the, the point totals have been, have been very low. And um, when the offense catches up to that, holy cow, um, when those little ball, those, those few baskets can go in, it, it's, this is a repeatable type of situation for IU. Um, uh, and you just add in slightly better shooting and, and all the woes and all the doom and gloom and situation that you heard after the Penn state just sounds funny. Uh, this sounds a little goofy. Um, now we need to get on the road and repeat these types of situations. And while this is still probably not a 40 minute game, um, it's probably the closest we've had to it, at least from a decent defensive standpoint um, on this team. Um, I know you've got to get going here soon, so uh, we can go ahead and start wrapping it up now. So just overall, give me your overall thoughts of this game um, and, and this team. Again, I, I think that just the moment, right? Um, a game that I think the impact it could have had on the trajectory, good or bad, for the season. Um, you, you never want to you never want to read too much into one game or think that it impacts. I mean, it's it's a long, long season, but with with where we were sitting, one and two, coming off a really a game that we had no business losing at Penn State. This this was a game we really, in short, couldn't afford to lose. Um, you know, and for me, in my mind, I had the red flags of, like I mentioned, playing at home, no students, flat environment, um, and, and just just the the, the concern that, that I had. I'm like, you know, are, are we ready for this moment? And uh, we were, and that's that's the exciting part about it. I think that it it puts us back uh, on a positive trajectory. You look at the schedule moving forward. We, we we've got Minnesota, and then a couple, you know, a couple road games that that are certainly, you know, I think one of them is Nebraska, you know, you've got every opportunity to win there. And then all of a sudden you start feeling a lot better about uh, where you're at, where you're headed. So um, I think this is a win we needed to have just based off of, of what the schedule looks like moving forward and where we're at within the season. And uh, super excited. Uh, one, one thing that I just, I, 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 I would love to see this team is just stepping up the guard play, the, the perimeter play. I think that that's got, to, you look, you look at the landscape of college basketball and even in the big 10 and, and, you know, we're not these teams with good perimeter players. Are there? I mean, you look at Wisconsin going into, you know, Johnny Davis popping off for 37, and I think he had another solid game last night. Keegan Murray, Murray for Iowa had 35 the other night um, in a big win. So I, I don't know when the last time is we've had a performance like that from a perimeter player. And, you know, you look at college basketball teams that are consistently good through a season, and they've got consistently good perimeter play. So I think that's the one area that – I would like to see us, uh, you know, take a step forward in the right direction. Again, I think that, you know, inserting Trey back in the lineup is going to step up everybody's play around them um, and, and hope that we see that against Minnesota. Minnesota is one of those games that you can see confidence even build even more. Now, they've surprised some people and 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 and, and had some wins. I think they won at Michigan. And, uh, um, you know, and of course, Michigan season's a lot going a lot different than a lot of people expected it to, but mm -hmm. still, you know, there, you can't take to your point earlier, you can't take anybody light in the big 10. There's no, there's no gimmies. There's no gimmies in this, in this conference. So, but it, uh, certainly a game that you can continue to build your confidence on. So uh, I feel a lot better than I did on Sunday. Uh, Sunday had a, a feeling of years past vibe to it. And today, last night, you're feeling, you're feeling so much better and, and you got a little more pep in your step and excited to see us, you know, have another winnable game at home against Minnesota and get this thing headed further in the right direction. Yeah. Penn state was that horrible tasting uh, tequila, vodka, whatever, whatever <laughs> alcohol shot you right. don't like. And then, and then this game was that, that wonderful 
chaser uh, just to make it all go down smooth and, and, and feel a lot better. So uh, before you run out away, obviously uh, some big things have happened with you uh, since I've had you last on the show and everything. You've started the nonprofit and everything like that. So uh, like it is, uh, gloat about yourself. Uh, tell us about that, what's been going on and, and, and that whole situation. Yeah, so I think since we've 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 spoken last, obviously the the ticket things have been going on on for some time, but making it an official nonprofit a few weeks ago, the Hoosier Ticket Project, HoosierTicketProject.org, uh, has has really provided a lot more visibility to uh, you know the entire effort, uh, and and the the launch has been nothing short of amazing. Um, you know, we've sent, we had, we had. Over 40 tickets donated to last night's game, um, which did and placed 90% of those. Uh, some of them were dropped in the last minute. Those are the only time they sometimes don't, unfortunately, don't find a home. But uh, we were able to get a, a ton of people to the game last night. A ton of, a, a ton of really cool stories. We had a, a, a alum from the early 70s return home after the loss of her mm-hmm. husband and attend the first her first game at Assembly Hall with with her younger brother. Um, you know, a bunch of kids go, we had a, a, a police officer from Indy and his wife who works in the medical industry, who's a nurse go just a really ton of cool stories and, and people that otherwise generally haven't had the opportunity, whatever their reason may be to attend games. So for us to be able to provide those opportunities, provide outlets for people to give back, you know, so many of these season ticket holders love, love the opportunities to give back. And, and, you know, instead of not using their tickets for whatever reason, um, you know, we now help them find a home and it's been incredibly rewarding. We're really just scratching the surface. We're in the process of becoming 501c3. And we got some good news about that yesterday as well as, as we're, we're close to getting that uh, approval, which will allow us to fundraise even more for this effort and get even more people to games. So uh, it's been great. We, we had a minor setback with last week's game getting canceled as we had about 35, 36 people set to go to that game. And we're, we're hmm. rematch. We rematched some of them last night and working with those individual schedules to get them to their first game. But uh, again, uh, cause you look back in the past, right. And, and donations really slowed down as we'd enter the conference season naturally. And, you know, last night they didn't. And then, you know, COVID could have an impact on that and it could be a lot of reasons, right. It was cold. It was kind of crappy out last night, but still <laughs> to get that kind of to get that level of donation for a conference game was incredibly encouraging to us. Um, and I think it was incredibly war- rewarding to a lot of people. So uh, if anybody's interested in, in in making a donation, whether it's monetary or they have tickets to donate, they can visit HoosierTicketProject.org, as well as learn more about our, organi- our organization purpose as well. Great, great. Thanks again, obviously, to you, to what you do and and uh, to Amanda, who helps you out, I know with it. And then uh, is it John who Jason, also helps? Jason, Jason, Jason. Um, Amanda Pavelka, who's uh, she's our kind of boots on the boots on the ground. I'll call it. She, uh, you know, she ha- has a huge presence in Bloomington, uh, lives in Indy, but she's down. She's at most women's games, at most men's games. You'll find her at road games. Just a, a really, really passionate Hoosier who's mm-hmm. who's got a heart of giving back. And, and, you know, she makes every effort to make everybody's experience while they're down there positive, whether they need help, photos. Um, but uh, huge resource to, to, to what we do. And then Jason Gertham, I uh, can't say enough about him as well on the back end. He's an IU alum, uh, lives out in Boston, uh, ran the um, IU Alumni Association chapter out there for years. Uh, but he's done a lot of our work on the back end in, in, in terms of getting our website up and running and get some of our systems that that speak with our website and help us place tickets and 
uh, allow people to donate. Um, been, been a huge resource there. And, and um, so couldn't do it without those two. They are, um, you know, they, they make this thing run. So really proud to work alongside of both of those those individuals. And, and um, there's gonna be more opportunities for more people to get involved too, if they want to volunteer, if they want to uh, help us out as we grow, we're going to need that. So we'll have a presence with fundraising events in Bloomington and thing like, things, like, things like that. So Really looking forward to the to the future of the uh, of the uh, project. That's great. That's great. Who's your project? Ticketproject.org. Check that out, guys. Help out when you can. Martha, thanks for joining me on the show. Uh, go Absolutely. get your kid to school and everything like that. Uh, <laughs> Thank and, you. And we'll, we'll catch you another time, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it, Chad. Take care. Thanks. So, guys, uh, overall, my thoughts on this game. Very exciting game. Very good game to get going uh, for your Hoosiers. Uh, like I said, a great palate cleanser. Great game to move forward, and uh, hopefully this is a game we can look back on and see this is where IU turned a corner. This is where the defense really kind of ratcheted down and became the thing that is going to bring wins to this team. That is uh, where we hang our hat, doing work, being physical, um, showing that Trey is, is the type of player that can get in there. The true Hoosier that we know and love as a player just that plays with passion, plays with emotion, plays with the pedal all the way down on the gas, constantly moving, doing the situation, doing the things that he needs to do and being concerned about team and uh, making the team better, making the situation of the game better. And uh, great to see him back. Great to see him uh, moving forward, um, whether whether it is that you pray, uh, you, you think kind words, uh, you have superstitions, whatever it is. Um, throw it in there for a healthy IU team moving forward. Uh, we can't afford to lose a player like Trey, like we saw uh, anymore in, in these situations. So hopefully we get to stay healthy uh, throughout the rest of this season. And uh, we see the team build from here. Um, next game up is Minnesota at home. Uh, like like uh, Martha said, we have a few games after that on the road uh, that we can have a situation to win, but take care of home. Let's take care of home court and uh do well with that minnesota is a team again not ever to be taken lightly no no conference game should be taken lightly keep the pedal down keep the defense going like we have let's see some offense get some confidence and everything in this game it's a sunday game on january 9th that wonderful 12 o'clock time slot that we love to see in a lot of games so um as always i'll be back after that game and, and we'll talk about it and everything, but uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Hoosier Morning After. Thanks for watching, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, those that watch on other streaming services, thanks. Great to see you guys uh, there. I see those plays and everything. I appreciate you. Um, remember to follow me on Twitter at General Chadwick. There you can find information about the show when I'm going to go live. You can also tweet out a comment or question that I will bring up on the show if you would like. Special thanks as always to Bob Thompson for producing the music you hear on the show. I'll be back again, as always, the morning after the show. That'll be Monday, January 10th. I'll see you then, guys. Until then, go out there. Have a wonderful day, guys. And as always, go Hoosiers.